Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Maria Upton, and I will be your host as we share our thoughts about Queen Charlotte, a prediction story. If you haven't watched the series, save this episode for later and come back because there will be spoilers. If this is your first time tuning into Temple of Geek Podcast, welcome. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by various geeks from the Temple of Geek team. Here we cover all manner of geek and pop culture news and events. To our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. With me today is JJ and Ainsley. Welcome to the podcast. Can you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, Ainsley, do you want to go first? Sure. Hello, I am Ainsley. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Most of y'all might know me from TikTok. (laughs) Um, I started my journey on there doing more like Pacific Islander, because I'm Pacific Islander, content. And then last year when season two dropped, I shared a few things from season two and then it just (laughs) all took off. I've always loved Jane Austen from the age of 12, ever since I saw Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 version. And then it all changed when I saw 1995 read the books like the whole thing and so when Bridgerton came out and it was like not my as I said not my grandma's uh Jane Austen it was just like everything I could hope for I've always loved dancing and dressing up and whatever so like this is my world that I love to escape into and talk about so that's just a little bit about me Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited. Very nice to meet you, Ainsley. Like, we haven't talked before, so I'm very excited. My name is JJ. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram under Lady Dragon JJ. I know it doesn't look my parents-wise, but I am a giant nerd, and most of my content is centered around fantasy, like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and then Star Wars and Marvel are my other two loves, as you can tell. But I do love historical romance. I'm a Jane Austen girly. I love... That my favorite kind of romance is fantasy and historical. So, like, I read Julia Quinn's books like forever ago. If you pick my brain about it now, I'm, I'm not going to be able to recall much detail. Just a few bits, bits and pieces there. And the show has just blown my mind away. Like the season two absolutely altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> the brain rod was unreal <laughs> when that season came out. So I'm so I was so excited when when this opportunity to watch the earlier season of Queen Charlotte or to watch it earlier and talk to you guys about it. So I'm very grateful and very happy to be here and talk about it. So yeah, I'm so excited to have you guys both on your your content. I remember like season two. I mean, I was obsessed with season two. I still rewatch season two like monthly. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just so good. Yes. Cheaper than therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like it's like mandatory watch. Like you have to watch it every three months. It's just doctor's oh, orders. <laughs> but I think like I remember seeing both of your content for like season two of Bridgerton and being like, oh my god, yes. There's other people that are obsessing about this. So. Whenever I heard that Pink Charlotte was coming out, I'm like, I'm all over this. I'm watching the series. Yeah. And um, as I have to say, your uh, content for season three of Bridgerton is getting me so hyped. I cannot wait until that comes out. I, I just need Are you a pollen girl? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So oh there's a lot to talk about with the series. But before we get into it, what are your general thoughts so far? Ainsley, you can go first. <laughs> oh, man. General thoughts. I... So, like, I knew I was going to cry, but it wasn't until I was... There were, like, different scenes where I was, like, tears are coming, tears are... But I didn't expect at the very end to just be, like, sobbing. Like, oh, my... Like, I was on my best friend's balcony holding my phone, and she was having, like, a serious conversation about work, and I was just out there going... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and just like it it's not just so much like the love story, mm-hmm. but these women. I like we've always known that Bridgerton was different in terms of like doing historical drama, but the way these women just are and no matter what stage of life they're at, like even when they're younger and then when they're older, like I've I love how much these women at any age are still saying, I am here. You can, you you see me, you hear me and I'm thriving. And that's what I absolutely just adore so much about this show. And, um, we need to talk a little bit more, uh, aside from that, we need to talk a little bit more about farmer George. Oh, because we'll have a whole segment on him. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> farmer George. No, we cannot talk about farmer George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, those are kind of like my, like really like over, like I just, uh, like, can we just like all, all also like just at the very, all of it is like black Queens, like, like, mm-hmm. like snaps and claps for them because it is, it is their time. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that like, I think Agatha had better looks than Charlotte somehow. Like she yeah. was <laughs> like her dresses. I was like, Oh my, which even as a widow, I'm like, Oh my God, I need that dress. I need that dress. I just, <laughs> Immediately in the veil. Everything. Oh, the veil. Oh, the veil. Oh, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> like embodied. Lay Damry. Mm-hmm. I, oh my God. I just loved her so much. Yeah. There's always that fear. Like I was telling Maria, like when you have already established characters, such, uh, like in the Bridgerton to both seasons, like Lady Danbury and Queen Charlotte are such strong women archetype mm-hmm. characters. Like you always have that fear in the hindsight, how are they going to trace it back and sort of redo their youth while still capturing what we know about these women and the actresses that they cast for this mm-hmm. utter perfection like, to me, Arsena Thomas stole every single moment that she was on screen. Like, I was just gravitating towards her, towards her energy, mm-hmm. towards her face. She was just perfect head to toe. Like, I, I'm i almost like, I want a just season of her, like, her backstory. Like, Charlotte got hers. Give me, give me a Lady Danbury backstory now that we know that there was actual love and passion in her life, aside from her elderly husband, you know, when he passed away. So, like, I want that story. Like, to me, the season... You know, you has to, again, prequels can be tough. You know what I mean? The telling stories and in, in, in backwards. But I was just really impressed. And I really liked this season way better than season one of, of actual Bridgerton. Uh, still, season two to me is very, very like, like has a very <laughs> two special place in my heart. Like it's very good. It's going to be hard to top it. Like I don't think even like Pollen and Benedict and Sophie, none of that is going to touch season two. Like I just can't see it happening right now. Like my brain rot is still strong from like two years later. <laughs> <laughs> so but overall this i could have used two more episodes mm-hmm. honestly of this yeah. season like it felt like there's a lot going on and i'm like more more i yeah. need more of this so that was like my little mm-hmm. tiny critique i just wish it was a little bit longer than six, yeah. six I, episodes i was left with more questions by the end of it mm-hmm. i will say that especially like like we were saying with lady danbury i feel like her life is just starting like the way they ended right. it because like we know her we because we know these characters are established so we know th- this was where it was kind of getting me i'm like all right i already know how the queen ends up i know how lady danbury ends up actually <clears throat> lady danbury i was like okay there's still some question but like with the queen i'm like i know she falls in love i know who she gets married to so i was like how are you right. gonna make me invest in these characters that i already like i loved queen um, lady danbury but i really appreciate the way the show got deeper with their storyline oh, yeah. with like her like affair with also like the political climate at the time. And then they mm-hmm, like, yes. seamlessly added, they added the love story with the political climate, with mental health 
And um, I, this is why I was like, we're definitely going to talk about George because the episode just dedicated to him. I was like, wow, was not expecting that. So I'm expecting. Yeah, and I was, I would say that like it's, I can't compare this to season two of Bridgerton because I feel like this is in the same universe, but it did its own thing. Because usually with Bridgerton, we watch, we fall in love with these characters and we watch them fall in love. But with this show, we watch these characters already in love, already going through like the trial and tributes of like what it's like to be in a relationship, what it's like to be married. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily a love, it was a love story. And I have a lot of feelings about that love story, but it was also just like a story about these people that we know. So I would say like this, the show actually, it surprises me how good it was. I I shouldn't be surprised because it's Bridgerton. They always do this well, but I was like, this is really good. (laughs) But it's still a prequel. It's still like, still like literally telling a brand new story. Mm -hmm. And like, and again, like the, they get married so quickly, which to me was like, I'm almost concerned immediately. Like Insta love is my least favorite trope in any, his, any romance. Mm-hmm. Like to, I, I immediately DNF any book with an Insta romance, but the way they did it and the way they kind of paved the way for us to see the, the trials and like you said, tr- uh, tribulations of this marriage that we know how it is in the future. It was beautifully done. And like central theme again of the entire season was just love at every stage mm-hmm. age it didn't matter like and they addressed like the age portion which i thought was very interesting like old like older widowed women wanting love oh yeah yeah that was amazing yeah, like, the that gardening, was good. um metaphor that was beautifully woven in into the story because even like later on when you see charlotte like you, oh. you said you were crying when when she got under the oh. bed Ugly crying. Crying. I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, I was ugly crying. I was like, my, oh, my eyes. I was sobbing. And then, tur- and then the act, the older actor turns his face, and it's it's the younger one. What is he called? I can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh, um, um, Corey. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, my. I was a puddle. Yeah. That was so emotional. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've cried during Bridgerton, but except that scene. Like, that's the first time I yeah. cried during. Bridgerton. I was really shocked. I I know that it was going to be. A, I didn't know it was going to be a tragedy. Like, I could have guessed, but I was like, I was surprised at like how like sad it was i was like this is really like tragic and i'm so super heartbroken been a bittersweet like it's Uh so it was tragic but so beautiful and i was ugly crying by the end of that episode i was like literally like face in my hands just like (laughs) crying and it wasn't even just like charlotte and george it was also like um reynolds and um brimsley like their romance oh Oh my god God. he was dancing by himself Oh. I just I screamed. I was like, that's what got me ugly crying was when he was dancing by himself. And I with the, the I will always love you in the background. I want to be The thing is, is that so like um, Hugh Sachs has been on the red carpet and he says we don't know what happened to Reynolds. Sorry, I just like dropped my water. Don't know. <laughs> What's why? He like okay, so he said. So he gave us like a, this was, this is like the only snippet of like season three that we have outside of like the books and what we can infer Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. all that jazz. Um, But apparently he's like, Hugh Sachs, everything that has come from Queen Charlotte moving forward is that he got a ring, um, like a ring that he hasn't been wearing for season one and season two, I believe. And so he's been telling himself that that ring is from Reynolds that he wears in season three, but 
we he, but Reynolds doesn't exist in season three apparently, so we don't know what happened to him. When you say season three, the upcoming one, the the yeah, Penelope and Colin one, Penelope and Colin season, yeah, that's what interesting. I, yeah. And like yeah. as like as book readers, like none of this is in there, right? Like because I know the uh, Queen Charlotte book isn't even out yet, so like mm-hmm. we can't even figure that out. Oh, this is so it drives me wild because it's coming out on the night, like we just learned. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, um, I need answers. Yeah. I, I could. I the, my biggest thing was just like I, that's the one thing we don't really know. And I'm like, I just need to know Reynolds is alive and like sail with George, maybe. Like, it would have been so cute. They showed that he was still watching over George because their relationship was adorable. Like, that both relationships, like the, the quadruple point yeah. of mm-hmm. that the whole uh, quartet, I yeah, would call yeah. Like, you have. Uh, yes. We've been gone double Br- dates, like, the whole time. <laughs> it's it's that, actually the, double dates, yeah. When they're in the, the even days where they were like, mm. yeah. well, I guess that. <laughs> so good so good i didn't think i would be so invested and in like the like the footman i was that was a love story that was for me i was just oh yeah it took me by surprise um i did there was yeah. almost points in the series where i was like really enjoying the relationship between brimsley and charlotte because we know them you know as, as yes. older she's still sort of like snippy with him kind of tells him off but like deep down like she wants him around. She wants him mm-hmm. to tell the truth. Yeah, when yeah. It, needs it makes to be, sense. When yeah. him in a younger, younger age, and as that relationship establishes, I'm like, this is what sh- this show has done so well. It's established mm-hmm. these little intimate relationships that we sort of see through other people's eyes, like in other two seasons. But now you have Brimsley like on display, mm-hmm. building his relationship with the queen, and it lasts on for a long, long time. You know what I mean? Like, he's an older man, an elderly man in um, season two. Yeah. So. Well, she does say that one, she says that one line, um, like when, oh, I forget what she says, but she says, well, I guess we'll be living together forever. Like when, oh, when yeah, King George, yeah. when King George like leaves her alone mm-hmm. and she's like, Brimsley, I want you to, she was like, leave me be. And he's like, I cannot. And she goes, well, then I guess we'll be living together forever. forever. I, oh, do you remember God. the scene where, uh, just like in general, whenever he sees Charlotte struggling, he can't do anything. And there's that rule that he has to be five feet away. And he does this is away. Not okay. That was not okay. They could Jail. I was jail. Reynolds was able to touch the king. Yeah. And oh. Brimsley, I was like, Interesting. Interesting. Double standards. The uh, male, fe- male, female dynamic yeah, exactly. again. The paper. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, I guess so. That would be make sense. Mm-hmm. But the, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'll just say it's just oh, very no. interesting that like it was a friendship. Like there's not that many friendships like on the show that they like develop this well. No. And that just, that right. moment, him the way he watches over her, the way he like reads her letters, he it's just like that unspoken bond they had and that hand moment. Oh. The hand moment might be my top five favorite yeah. moments in the entire. Like it season two so... had a lot of quotable moments where, like, you just say those lines mm-hmm. back and you get goosebumps. Oh, but, for, <laughs> but this series had like a lot of like um, body language moments. Like they they were lying under the bed, the the hand gestures. Like um, there's one other one. Intimacy. It, it was like intimacy is a big theme here. Even some of the more un- uncomfortable intimacy with like Lady Danbury and her and her older husband. Yeah. Some of those scenes oh, made yeah. me super un. Super yeah. Well, I was like, I was thinking, like, Arsema, I was just like, girl, you like, <laughs> the, way she, the way she just, like, was on her own so much of the series, like, so much. And Arsema has said in interviews how she became friends with a lot of the, like, crew because she was, because her scenes were just not with that quartet. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
her story so, didn't yeah. have to stand on its own yeah. and she owned that role mm-hmm. so much like it reminded yeah. me so much of some of the mannerisms and the gestures of the older lady Danbury, yeah. which again you want to see that again it's very difficult with established characters to go back and tell something that we yeah. already know mm-hmm. and for the audience to recognize that and she just kind of made it her own but also captured that spirit especially because like lady Danbury, like the um in the present Virginia timeline, she's a very strong mm-hmm. character. Like in season yeah. one, she's the one that goes to see the Duke and like has that relationship on her own with him. Same with the Sharmas. So like mm-hmm. uh, she always stands on her own and she always is a very strong character. The actress that plays her as well. So for Arsema to do that again with the character that we know is strong, but in its own way, in a way that it's like the upcoming, like her, like mm-hmm. her relationship with the queen or the, the princess, princess Agatha and those conversations, uh-huh. like the first time she schools her and talks about like how she needs to have the title. I was like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is like, this is like Danbury. Like I don't need to know who that her name. I just know just from her interactions and body language and the way she's already like commanding, like her husband thinks she, he did it all, but it's like her secretly doing all of this work and, and all she did is like rolling her <laughs> eyes and like scuffing but like very quietly and her uh scenes with uh sorry i'm reading notes because i have so many characters uh <laughs> Catelyn stark's character princess augusta yeah their yeah, moments is, are yeah. some of my favorite mm-hmm. their moments are some of my favorite because it's almost like a like a mentor mm-hmm. student moment like she's sort of like you need to stand you need to own yourself in this sort of world mm-hmm. and then she's like what kind of a secret do you need? Can I have my title back? In it, like in that it's sort of the way they was suggested. I was like, that's yeah. that's Lady Danbury right oh, there. And then right after, that. oh, it was amazing. I love that conversation. That was one of my favorite moments as well. Mm-hmm. Top five at least. Because we never see Lady Danbury be vulnerable. Yeah, like ever. that's what, ever. Mm-hmm. And so like to see her have that moment of vulnerability and to kind of be like, oh, it like cry have your moment like i feel like as women we go through this a lot like mm-hmm. we're like you cannot cry mm-hmm. like you you're not allowed to cry and it's almost as if like have your moment cry but remember don't ever give up on whatever you're pursuing mm-hmm. and that's like what i got from that and i just love like what you guys are like echoing what y'all are saying like just how the older woman was like i don't like you but at the same time, I see where you're doing and I mm-hmm. know what should happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm going to mentor you. But at the same time, I don't like you. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what? I res- I respect that. Yeah. That kind of candor, that kind of honest mm-hmm. conversation between two women instead of just beating around the bush. Like, yeah. I don't like mm-hmm. you, but I see what you're about. And she gives her enough respect in a moment where she kicks out all of the footmen and the doormen. So that Lady Danbury can actually cry and only be witnessed by Princess Augusta, which I thought, because mm-hmm. she was kind of like, I'm a, I was on the chain with that a character, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit kind of, not on a chain, but like going back and forth, mm-hmm. what is she about? But then like that solidified to me, like she is also in a tough position. Yeah. You are, yeah, you yeah, are especially with her son. Like that's and that's like, all you are. Yeah, yeah. I think like they like the way they introduced her was just like, oh, she's a mean mother-in-law, right? Because like the first time mm-hmm. you see her, she, you see her with Queen Charlotte, and like it's about the wedding dress, I believe. So like that, the character was very like, oh, she's she just the mean mother-in-law. Is she just like the ex-queen. Like, what's her backstory? And you could tell that she was getting the pushback from like Parliament, being a woman, and like not having control of her son. And I think like the her butting heads with Queen Charlotte was the only other time we would see her. But it makes sense like she felt like her son was the king, and she had all mm-hmm. this pressure to raise him correctly. And even her conversation with Queen Charlotte at the end, which was just like I, you make yeah, him that, happy. I want him to be happy, but you're the one that makes him happy. He's like in your hands now. So her character, like I think, took a minute to like actually 
like develop what she was trying to do. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until the last yeah. episode. I'm just like, ah, she fell into place finally for me. Yeah. When she fell, when she witnessed her son actually being like himself, you know what I mean? Not plagued by the disease that's plaguing mm-hmm. him for a moment. Like she could see him as a human person, like her son dancing, being happy. And then she relinquished that control yeah. finally because yeah. she subjected him to all the, I don't know if she knew what the doctor was doing to George in that chamber. And I don't, I don't think he let anyone know. So, right. Yeah. yeah it was un- un- until Charlotte barged mm-hmm. in and saw the, the Which ice I have so many the, feelings about. The <laughs> that therapy. Oh my God. Wait, oh, I couldn't believe like, like, yeah. yeah. was going in that direction that a little bit. he purposely set George off because like George was good at one point. <laughs> Getting into George before we get into him, um, you know, whenever like he goes to the party, Lady Danbury's party, and then he comes home, he's fine. And then he's like, wakes up in the middle of the night, he runs into the doctor and I'm like, he's going to do something to him because that's when he has his episode. And he just like brings up that Queen Charlotte is pregnant. I'm like, did you do that on purpose? Like to know that like change would trigger him because he's like, he's supposed to be the psychiatrist at the time. Right. Like, so he would know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never trusted the doctor. Let's just put it that way. The whole time I'm just like, I Something about you just doesn't feel right. Your little little experiments, yeah, no. And he had that creepy vibe of those dungeon doctors. And then Mm -hmm. I just didn't know they were going to go that, like, graphically to show what is essentially torture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, completely unethical medical experiments on a a tortured young man who doesn't know what's afflicting him. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole thing was very, like, disturbing. Like, I didn't know the show was going to go into that direction. We know Bridgerton is being sort of, like, Oh, it's romance, it's ball gowns, it's music, it's colorful, it's bright. And all of a sudden you're in a dungeon and a, mm-hmm. and a, a young man is being drained by leeches. Like, like, what is happening? No, yeah. <laughs> well, I will say like, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying like, it's, so like, it's, to me, it's like, this is Shonda's show. And mm-hmm. Shonda's more like, like ingrained in reality. Like, <laughs> I think with like Bridgerton, she kind of like lets go of that. And it's just like, okay, write this like, fantasy world and romance where everything happens happily ever after whereas like with this one she was able to like do that but also keep to her like roots of like drama yeah, and reality yes. and, and like it was Grey's Anatomy scandal you know versus when you think about it, like even in season one and two with the Bridgerton men they always go into trauma with them like Anthony was like they got into his trauma okay so they love bringing the trauma when it comes to the men so I'm just like okay I guess King George had to have trauma and like I think what got to me was just like okay I assumed he had dementia as like when I was watching the present present day timeline yeah me too so I didn't realize that they were going to go with this storyline and I actually really love the fact that they made a whole episode dedicated to him and how he was affected by everything. From because, his point of view. Um, because I really do appreciate how they write men in Bridgerton because I always feel like... I do too. They, because it's a Regency still, right? So it's still a fantasy, but it's still like rooted in history. It's like, the, it's it's still English. Right? Well, I mean, King George, King George did deal yeah. with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, they have to get into the fact that like, gender norms were huge back then and men had to be men. They had this honor and sense of duty. So it makes sense that King George of all people would have all this duty and pressure to be a man and not be vulnerable. So to him, for him mm-hmm. to then be the one, like, so I really appreciate when they show these men having problems and how they have to deal with like animosity either by like, becoming the head of the family with Anthony or being rejected by the father or with King George having a mental illness and being the king. Um, I also, I agree with the whole Shondaland aspect because how else would they treat mental health back then but to torture someone? Yeah. Right? So it was just <laughs> like, this is way too real. Medical experiments, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think 
I watched, so I watched, um, so I've been trying to watch documentaries and like listen to podcasts about King George and Queen Charlotte. And there was this, uh, they did do a movie on it where Helen Mir. it wasn't a documentary, but it was just like a, you know, like one of those Elizabeth first, Elizabeth, whatever, like one of those Mm -hmm. movies, historical movies. And they did it over King George and it was Helen Mirren as Queen Charlotte. Um, and they had, so like they had different doctors come in to treat him and it was like his older age. Um, and what was interesting about that movie and this is that it's kind of similar in a way. Um, but the doctors, I don't think were as extreme in the movie as here. So like, but I can see that happening for Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, simply because we are seeing a younger George. So they probably would try more extreme measures versus what I saw in the movie. I forget what the movie is called. It's probably called King George, honestly. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it was, I, I just, the historical aspects that kind of like are the skeleton of this show. It's just very interesting to see just because these were real people. And I love how, like at the beginning, they even say like lady whistle down opens. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I have to tell you when we were at the premiere and they opened up and it like, she goes, the entire I was like grabbing my friends. I was like, no way. <laughs> I, like, I can't oh imagine the energy. Goosebumps. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I, I was trying to find sorry, I was trying to find my notes because he says something to the effect of like, oh here goes. I was born for the happiness or misery of oh, this line. great nation. Yeah. That line, like so I was That's just like, mm-hmm. you know. And the and for me, just like another aspect of that whole thing is that like Charlotte overhears it. Yeah. And then later on repeats it back to him. And to me, this kind of also ties in with season three because Penelope overheard what Colin had said about saying, her. Yeah. And I'm just, just like, this tropes, like man. it loves the repeating parallel. Yeah. Or is this just me being an Easter egg hunter? No, it's Bridgerton. They, they do that with their tropes and patterns. Sense. They do it. I have so many things for like that are parallels. I'm just like, okay, I have like stars in my notes. I'm like, is this season three? I'm like, is this season three? <laughs> Do we know when season three is coming out? Speaking of it, I thought the summer, right? Or, wait, the summer? I, I don't know. I was kind of hoping with this early screening that they would at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't bring it out. Yeah, You're holding it under wraps. They're not saying a peep about um, Penelope. Um, there is nothing. Absolutely nothing. I look at it every other week. Nothing. Like I've, I've like give, like I haven't given up, but I've just like been like, <laughs> so I've like literally have, uh, basically engulfed myself in Queen Charlotte. So I don't think about mm-hmm. Colin Penelope because if I keep thinking of random theories, they're going to be so far off. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. like, Is Ainsley okay? Like these are so random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say that this show gave us nothing for season three. I was like expecting some tie-in, which I'm glad thing. they didn't because it was a separate project. Well, there but there was was nothing. <laughs> we there just saw that. Tie-ins. There right. were some tie-ins for season three. Oh for, yeah, from the wait, show. please do share because I was like, because I appreciate the fact that there was like this widow love story, but it was very much like uh, there was very standalone. Like Lady, um, Lady Bridgerton was there, but like she was there only for the act love story. So that's there. like the biggest one. Oh, like I would say, like, the, the blinding neon light would be that in Bridgerton season three when they announced the three new guys. 
It was Marcus Anderson, Lord Dublin, and Harry Dankworth. Well, Marcus Anderson's character is described as being catching the eyes of the matchmaking mamas. And so to me, I'm thinking when we originally, many fans originally thought was going to be Marcus Anderson as a, as a possible suitor for Penelope. Mm. Oh, I think it's going to be for Violet. And I think Lady Danbury <gasps> is going to help matchmake oh. them together. Okay. Because the way Lady Danbury talks about, you know, like you're entering this great time in your life where you're free to really just go out there and fall in love. There's no pressure, all of that. I feel as if Marcus Anderson is not going to be for Penelope. I truly think he is going to be for Violet Bridgerton. And I don't know if Portia might come into play mm-hmm. there. I highly, I don't think so. Um, but there's that. And then another, I'm sorry if I'm going to co- like go on a roll here. This is why you're here. You're another, speaking of Portia, that's a tie-in with season three, is that if you remember in... In the how, uh, here we go. Uh, Violet's mother goes, Stop thinking. And that's a really terrible English accent. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the way she says it and the cadence is the exact same way Portia talks to Penelope when she says, Stop reading or you shall have thoughts. And so I feel like Violet is oh, going yeah. to be able to bond with Penelope yeah. so well because their mother, she sees her mother in Portia. Mm. And also the fact that, like, I'm kind of hoping that Brains, the name Brains that was given a nickname to um, Violet, I'm kind of hoping Violet brings that back and somehow refers to Eloise or Hyacinth as Brains. You know, that actually Um, all makes sense because I was thinking, I'm like, why is Violet in this? Like the younger Violet. I was really not getting mm -hmm. her role in this. Besides the fact I'm like, oh, it's an Easter egg that like. Agatha got with her dad, but like, I, which was, we the violet here. Cause like, whenever she's introduced something in episode three, I'm like, who is this annoying little girl? And I'm like, it's, oh my God, it's violet. And I'm like, why are we meeting her? So that makes sense because it's like, there was a lot of Easter eggs. The um, brains was one of them. The hats was another one. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. That the outfit, yeah. The footman's outfits were blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. They were blue trimmed in yellow. Oh, Yellow being Penelope and blue being blue Colin. Being Colin, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, okay. I see yes, that. Catch. Okay, okay. It's cute. Um, didn't we have? Yeah. Didn't we also see the second child of Daphne and Simon? Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, we second? assume it's Daphne, but we're not. I mean, could it be Anthony? She, and... she said that Anthony's on his honeymoon. But she said they're like honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So they're Sorry. still tying in. So they're still tying in a little bit of mm-hmm. bits and pieces in there to remind us all of those characters yeah. that they are. Which and they coming. mentioned Maybe that Penelope Daphne, and um. I'm like, on a name. Eloise are fighting. So, like, that's still yep, happening. Yep, I was assuming it's right. the summer then, I guess, like, of, like, what, you know, of um, coming out season. So, like, not too not too far off yeah. after season two finale, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, yeah, no, I did not expect uh, uh, Lady Danbury to be her, like, little fling would be her father. Like, I was just. That I was. was, I, I was not, <laughs> that was not on my bingo card for Bridgerton by any means. It was not on mine. Yeah. Nope. Okay, but I have to ask y'all. Did you, okay, the song, when they're getting it on, because, like, we have the soundtrack, right? Like, featured songs. Which I love, I love the soundtrack. They did, they picked the best songs. They picked the best songs. Yeah. They went with classic R&Bs. It was was so smart, so smart. You'll have to remind me which song was it during her. So we have uh, Halo by Beyonce. Yeah. We have If I Ain't Got You, Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. Nobody Gets Me by SZA. Um, I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. But here's the one that I don't get. When Lord Ledger 
and Lady Danbury are getting it on. Uh-huh. Queen Charlotte has just busted in and was like, you know, saving King George. And as she's doing so, it then cuts to scenes of older Lady Danbury or present day Lady Danbury, young Lady Danbury getting on. So it's like three different scenes mm-hmm. happening at the same at time. the same time. But the music is what I it, it's it something like the, yeah. It, the, the yeah the up tempo it said up tempo music continues right but i'm like this song sounds so, so familiar and so today i kept going yeah. back and forth back and forth and i'm thinking it is a combination they didn't say yes or no but it's a combination of unholy and who run the world uh, or run the world okay i knew it was a recent song because i'm like this song sounds so familiar it sounds like something i've heard on tiktok i really can't think i'm like it's like a tiktok song but i couldn't place it Oh, uh, that works. Oh, did I cut out? Wait, you, yeah. Sorry. No, like, <laughs> I was saying I um that sounded like a new song, like something I heard from TikTok. So that it checks out that it could be unholy. Especially, but you're right. Fact, right. But the fact that unholy, Mama don't know, Daddy's getting yeah. on as the body. Like, I was just like, what? <laughs> <they would. laughs> They, you know what? what? Which is, you I know was what? Like, it fits. Oh it, it they went literal. They went literal for a bit. They went so literal. Because I was like, I've been like pulling for unholy for like Colin and Penelope. But like, mom, mom, at the body. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they went there. Yeah. Then, like, it's very fast. It's like a because like when you listen to Vitamin String Quartet's Unholy, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've like, like I said, I've gone deep this. in with Yeah, it's good. <laughs> But like when you listen to Unholy Vitamin String Quartet, it's a slower version. I'm, I need to listen to it like a little bit speed, sped up because it sounds a little sped up with when they're getting it on together. And then like it fades into what this sounds like um, Run the World Girls by Beyonce, mm. which I feel like when you combine the two in a way for Bridgerton, that is like the theme. Like the way women run the world in Bridgerton using not just like their wits, but also like their sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's like so good. Yeah. They were, yeah, they, they are like the playlist for this um, series put a lot more thought into it. So I would not be surprised. Oh, yeah. Um, Cause I, I can't wait for the rewatch. I'm going to be catching all these details yeah. in the rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was oh another moment. I think it was uh, like King, uh, King George's episode where they're showing it from his perspective and the wedding from his perspective. And there was another song where they didn't like, like they didn't tell you what it was. So I need to go back and listen to it too, because Mm -hmm. it was that scene that you mentioned in this one. I'm just like, they're not mentioning what songs they are. I don't know if they're like trying to like reveal if one of the series is out, but there was definitely a lot more songs that like they actually like credited. Yeah. Cause like I said, I looked it up. There's 10 covers for season two, six covers for season one. And then right now we have, one, two, three, four covers that are like confirmed. A possible five if Unholy slash Run the World uh, would be five covers altogether. So I don't know. I just I'm like I'm I'm, in, I'm starting to get really in too deep over here. No, it's okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, but especially yeah. when you watch it, I was rushing to get through the season, so mm-hmm. like my memory is like my emotions are fresh, but I'm like details are kind of oh Very my hard. god, I need to rewatch yeah. it. Oh no, I get that, I get that so much. So someone that we haven't talked about too much is actually Queen Charlotte herself, and I was going to say like, what do we think about her story because she is the main character. Um, as someone mm-hmm. who like is really indifferent to the present day Queen Charlotte, I appre- I like got a lot more out of her character after watching this, and like I think I like her a lot more. So. What are your guys' thoughts on this? 
I thought it was I thought it was super interesting that she has spent most of her adulthood making matchmaking matchmaking like for other people, mm-hmm. but then her family was put center. And then, like, she's so bad at it <laughs> with her own family. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite lines of the... That's, this is why I love older Queen Charlotte, because she just doesn't give two Fs. When she called all of her kids... <laughs> I don't know if I can say this on your podcast. <laughs> whores and virgins. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> virgins on the right and whores on the right. I was like... I love that moment so much. And those kids all look like, you know what I mean? Like they all look like they just fell from the sky. But there was that real moment with her old, one of her sons when she actually hugs him and he's like, Oh, that's like this. Like, what do we do? 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 You've never been our mother. You've always been, you know, just a queen. And you could kind of, not that they showed that a lot when she was younger, it was mostly her focus on being George's center in a lot of ways. Sort of, she mm-hmm. studies him in so many of their scenes after they, like, come back together. The only thing that I wish that they kind of didn't do, I, I don't like miscommunication trope too much. So it kind of forces these couples to sort of, like, fight inorganically so they can mm-hmm. get it on. Like, it to me, like, Anthony and Kate, they do that to perfection. First of all, because it's kind of forbidden. He's sort of getting, he's courting somebody else. So it's a, sort of, there's that forbidden um, aspect of it, but with them, it was like, slow it down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just slow down the, be- between the moments of the, of them hooking up so that we can actually kind of earn that yeah. passion. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I, I felt, it felt really out of place. Cause like, I love a good enemies to lover and I love like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like hate, hate sex is great. It's just like, I felt cause we saw them get married. They had this, oh, they also had the, the cutest me cute of all time. The way I Number rewatched one. that me cute on YouTube over and over again before the series. Yes. Cute, one of the best me cutes of all time. And love you could it. tell that they love were in love it. instantly. But then they go from like that to enemies to lovers. And I'm just like, what, what, pick a Immediately, lane. like, <laughs> you know, you can't just right, do that no to time. this. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, yeah, there's too many tropes happening at the same yeah. time and really quickly. Yeah. So it's hard to like keep up with the organic, but they have a lot of chemistry. The actors, yeah. like, oh, it was, they were like oozing chemistry. Yeah. I, I, again, I can't any girl through and through. They were having my mm. heart, but these two were so cute. Like, I audibly went, oh, like all the whole time. I'm just like, oh my God, he's so cute. Like, the way he looks at her was just, they were, the chemistry was amazing. They're me cute. And you could just tell that he was smitten. Uh, so I don't, they, I, I know that they had to show them like, you know, having an air, but like that whole like enemies to lovers thing didn't need to happen because I think their miscommunication of just like him needing to deal with his mental illness and her not knowing mm-hmm. was enough. And like, I really Correct. think that's why like episode three and four shine the way they do because it really just, it makes it less about like, oh, a cute romance trope and gets really into the deeper story of like what's going on and how like people and like life can actually affect love so much. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's more arranged. I think if we think of more of it as like arranged marriage versus enemies to lovers, it might help a little bit just because oh, like, yeah, just because the arranged marriage is more like that whole miscommunication. There's not really good like, point, it's point. not really like I'm uh, like, I'm an opposite of you. It's more or less like we're missing the mark here. Like we're always just, missing we don't the mark know each here. other. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think to me, that's what helped me a little bit is that it wasn't necessarily enemies to lovers. It was more or less, confused to lovers maybe um, so like arranged marriage, yeah. um is why that like works like works in a way just because you're kind of just thrown in this and you're just like pa- like waiting in the water until like both of you figure finally figure it out and get on the boat you know and i feel like i think for me 
I get chills every time I watch the scene where she's like, do you love me? She's like, I will go yeah. and live my life. That's like, do you love, I, like, I feel like that's why, like, the whole thing works just because at that end, I feel like if it was so disjointed, I would just be like, just say you love her. Yeah. But I was like, every time I'm like, just say you love her. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the pain, like, if this man, like, doesn't get an Emmy nomination. Yeah, who this actor Rose. was? I need to know everything about him because I was just like, who's this Nicholas? I he looks like Nicholas Holt, so I kept saying it was Nicholas Holt, but it's not. But I'm like, he does look like him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I love the show The Great, and that has Nicholas Holt in it, and it also yeah. has like an arranged marriage in the beginning where they fall in love, and I'm just like, this is just giving me The Great. He looks like Nicholas Holt, but this man acted his heart out. Like every time mm-hmm. he had a breakdown, that whole Venus scene, whenever he oh the break, oh my. That was tough. That was very hard to yeah. watch. Venus and King, like they're like I'm so ready for it to be released because I just want to call them Venus and Farmer George. Like I don't want to call them King George and Queen Charlotte. They are Venus and Farmer oh, George. Yeah, I love Goosebumps that. literally right That's now. That's so cute. That's that I would argue. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I would argue that love confession might be even. I think I like it better than even Anthony and Daphne and Simon. Oh yeah, yeah I, 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 I do too. It felt so like a. It, it was like a everything they were going through on top of his mental illness, on top of him, she, her studying him, him letting him into her, into his observatory. Is that what it, what it mm-hmm. is where he was looking at the stars? Yeah. Like it was so emotionally charged. I'm like, to me, I felt like they might've beaten Daphne and Simon mm-hmm. and Anthony in that one, which I didn't think it was possible. Cause I was bawling my eyes out yeah. when that moment happened. When they finally came together, we finally told her that he loved, cause he loves her, but that only helps because we get his point of view. Mm-hmm. That episode mm-hmm. is so freaking important without it. A lot of the plot points could potentially fall apart, but Sean is so brilliant. My God for doing that. Mm-hmm. So to get to that point and make it feel like it's actually real and it's earned because we have George's point of yeah, view. Yeah, that was sort of was, thrown into this. That episode really changed for me. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the series at that point, but at that point I was like, yeah, it's a fine series. It reminds me of season one. But then yes. that episode happened and I was like, I remember like my, I, I could not stop watching. I was supposed to go to sleep and I'm like, nope, I gotta mm-hmm. keep watching this. This is so this. good. Because it was, I think it's, I remember when they did this with Anthony's episode in season two, whenever they go into his backstory with his father. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like that. Like, I felt like that changed the tone of the show. Going from there, you're going to just see Anthony and get Anthony. And it was like, but they showed George, not just with his mental illness, but also just falling in love with her. And and you would just tell that he fell first when it comes to that. Yeah. She probably felt harder, but like, oh, it was just so cute that they showed... They just show healthy masculinity very well on this show as well. I agree. And well, to do that from the King George perspective, even if it was rooted in something that's like history, it was very honest and real. Like they showed it Definitely. from a perspective of like from his mother, from him, from the wife he would marry, from anyone who was like working with him, how attached mm-hmm. you would, how hard it is to see someone deteriorate like that. So it was a very raw place. It was very, it was hard to watch. It was very heavy, but it was, I think it's just because it was so true to what the experience can really be like. Because and again, yeah, you're going. Yeah. Oh, good. I was just gonna say because you're going into this season with with the knowledge of his illness. You don't know what exactly yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Delusions? Is it paranoia? Is it whatever it mm-hmm. is? Like I don't want to like um, diagnose him by any means, mm-hmm. but like you have that already hindsight happening, so you're like sort of awaiting mm-hmm. <laughs> to see where is this coming from? How did this manifest? Is this childhood trauma? Is this something that's just you know what I mean? Like so. 
that episode was a game changer. Absolutely shifted the tone in the most interesting way mm -hmm. possible. It made yeah. all the characters feel definitely more real mm -hmm. uh, and not just tropey, yeah. you know, like arranged marriage and enemies to lovers, meet cute, like all that, gr love it, great, want it all. But like that just elevated it to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. Like um, that, that the Bridgerton show became deep. I don't know if that's the right word I want to use. Like it really tackled yeah. some serious themes, like new mental illness and race even. So, mm -hmm. um, that, so yeah. yeah. So speaking of the race, and they call it the great experiment, um, mm -hmm. I really thought, like, I, I don't know, I think it's really interesting they call it the great experiment because I'm just like, of all choices, the words they, they used to describe this was very interesting. Oh, yeah. An experiment, really. Um, but I was like, I'm glad that they finally got into that because that was a complaint scene with season one. They kind of got into mm -hmm. that with season two with, like, the Sharma's background. But they finally started explaining how the integration happened and how there are such prominent um, black nobles in England. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they talked about it. And I love that Lady... Um, Danbury was the one that kind of championed it. It only made sense for a character. Yeah, she right. would be the one that would lead the front. The Not even Queen Charlotte was Lady Danbury. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And she like, so she like, speaking of like that whole thing, she, this is like probably my favorite scene out of the entire series. Ooh. Like I wrote the entire paragraph. Well, I didn't write the entire paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when she goes, you are the queen and it's, and this fills beneath you, but if you are not oh the queen, God. and then Queen Charlotte goes, but I am. Mm -hmm. But And then Lady Danbury continues, goes, but if you were not, your life would be very different. Do you not understand? You are the first of your kind. That open door, so we are new. Do you not see us? That part right there where she goes, do you not I, see I, us? I, I, I re-listened because I was oh like, did she, did she just say that? I was like, I have to rewind to hear that she just say, do you not see us? Oh, so good. That, like, chills. I love that so much and and not just that but even like the fact that that continues on to where lady Dampery not only opens the eyes of queen charlotte but mm -hmm. she also sees the men in her life who have to champion like she's championing them in order for them for the for people to continue to live this life mm -hmm. like she looks at her husband and look like like even though she despises this man tells him you are just as good as anybody else tells. and then she looks at her son later on and says and this i this After is he needs augusta yeah mm -hmm. oh, oh my god, god. Son with her son was, her cutest son ever was, that little boy was so freaking cute <laughs> where she goes and i i love this because she goes you are lord danbury but my favorite part about this entire scene is that he says you are the son of agatha danbury mm -hmm. Like this doesn't happen in any other historical no, no. like yeah. fiction or anything. But she goes, "You are the son of Agatha Danbury, born named Soma, royal blood of the Comende Bow tribe of Sierra Leone. You it. came from warriors." Warriors. Probably best monologue in the yes, entire so in the entire oh, uh, season. I was just want to be like, this is why she's Lady Danbury. This is why Lady Danbury is my favorite. <laughs> I. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I became like I've already been a fan of hers, but I became the biggest Lady Danbury like oh, yeah. fanatic after this, this series. She was my favorite from the beginning. Like season one, I was oh, like, yeah. I love this Stand woman. Character. But, and they did her characters justice, but they like elevated her character so much, which I didn't oh, think was really? possible. But they did somehow. It was amazing. Arsena Thomas, she deserves some yeah. sort of a nomination she, for she this. She needs a, a Emmys or you know, mm -hmm. I I so. 
I haven't told a lot of people this, and this will probably be my first time talking about it, but I was able to talk with Arsema oh, wow. on Sunday. Oh, my God. I got to see oh, her. God. And so oh, um, she was so gracious and so kind. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to hear her talk about that scene with that young actor, she said it was one of her favorite scenes because she knows how oh, much my God. it, like, mm-hmm. just So, mm-hmm. yeah. She's, like, literally – I she's gonna have a fantastic career mm-hmm. and like i really just like love that her story it was it was also very hard and real to listen to because her like just being yeah. groomed for her husband that whole conversation three, three. three. oh gosh can anybody catch that yeah. oh my god like, it, it, it was yeah, disturbing about like matchmaking it's like this cute little love stories these girls are dressing up just to be wise right, right, right. but there's like also this really real like they have no power mentality of like oh their money comes from their husband like we saw that with the featheringtons in season two a lot like they all Correct. had to marry right, rich right. like lady featherington was struggling because she didn't have a husband when she had a husband mm-hmm, right. gambled it all away so like i think mm-hmm. to like hear from like how dark it can be to this house, even a smart capable woman and her needing men still to like do anything um and like i remember kate sharma being like well look at you now and she's just like well i had to like work to be the person i am oh, today yeah. oh my god you're right that's yeah. a good callback with that mm-hmm. conversation yes and, and, like it just they tied it so well into like present day narratives and like how these women like this queen charlotte and lady tamry are these like idols now for these girls and the present day present mm-hmm. time yeah. right so like everyone sees them they go to them they're the ones that like tell them what to do but it's like why did they get there who are these women what did they have to do to get these places and you see why they're so strong you see why queen charlotte can call her kids what she calls them because she yeah, to work to get where she is. Uh, just, oh, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. They, could, they did their characters justice. And, like, the fact that the book's coming afterwards, I'm just like, how did you do this? Like, how did you know, like, to write these characters so well? Yeah. I'm pre-ordering this. I have yeah. to read more of this. This is just... If the, if any of the dialogue that Shonda put into this season makes it into the actual text, oh, wow. oh my yeah. God. I'm going to lose well, she it. Well, co-wrote it. Wrote it with um, Julia. Oh, my Julia, God, that's right? amazing. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Shonda good. and Julia co-wrote together, mm-hmm. so... So hopefully a lot of this dialogue is in it. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you, uh, Entertainment Weekly released like the first excerpt of Mm -hmm. um, Queen Charlotte and it had like that whole thing where she's like, I'm wearing liaison. And like, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And she's like, (laughs) that whole whale bone Mm -hmm. and like being a statue. Like that's. She's like this, like the whole time in that carriage. I moved. The whalebone is literally going to come and bleed out to death. I'm like, pain women have to go through the corsets. The whalebone apparently, like in in, in her clothing. Oh my and she god! She's like into the history of whalebones and just starts like she's like the thing with whalebones is, and he's like, what? <laughs> Why do you know so much about whalebones? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And you know what? Like the fact that Lady Danbury had the opportunity to reestablish essentially herself again within the society, like to get a new title, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, new money, if you want to call it that way. And she's like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this on my love own. That. Like that. Ugh, I mean, I was thinking about that moment when she rejects a, a good looking young man. And she would have been a queen. And she, and she liked him mm-hmm. too. Like they had a little, a little bit of a, a connection or mm-hmm. some chemistry there. So it would have been a, a love match for her, which she did not unfortunately have with her elderly husband. She was groomed for apparently she was three. Oh my oh god, gosh, I can't get it out of my head. Gave me, oh, I Ick. they they glossed like, over it too quickly. I was like, wait, hold up, <laughs> let's sit for that oh, for a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah, but too many of those sex scenes. I'm sorry, I yeah. was like, how many more times can we see them have really uncomfortable 
Yeah. I was getting really like mm-hmm. uneasy with it. Well, I'm like, I mean, but I get it. I get it why it's there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, can we just do one or two and not fifteen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about the angles, I think she was on her own through some of that. Like, okay. <laughs> that's yeah, that's good to know. True. Very true. Yeah, but like, it's literally but, how we uh, introduced yeah. introduced and ended with that character. Like, it was a very full circle moment with that character. <laughs> Well, they were very like I would have to say like the comedic timing for both of them. Yeah, like Cyril and Arsema, like they did such a great job at like playing off of each other and mm-hmm. like just having like such comedic timing. Like I can't like I remember watching the first episode the first time and it was just hilarious. Like I was just like laughing the entire time because of like it was just funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, yeah. That, again, that moment when she turns around towards him after their uncomfortable encounter. marital encounter, mm-hmm. when she like, like I think she held his face. I, I can't recall the detail. Like you are worthy. Probably one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Like you champion mm-hmm. your husband because you know that with if you champion him, you kind of rise in the society mm-hmm. too. She's just very smart about it. Mm-hmm. Very much. Well, so. she just sees. She sees like I think. And, like, just talking about, like, in today's society alone, like, the way that it is women of color who champion a lot of these movements, mm-hmm. that's something that, like... Oh, so and, true, like, you're right. That was like, a heavy like, theme the, with this series, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because it, it's just, it's real life. Yeah. Like, art speaking yeah. into real life, mm-hmm. right? Like, so many women of color, I know, like, speaking from the Pacific Islander community, you know, there's not a lot of Pacific Islander women that you hear about. Like people know The Rock, they know Jason Momoa, they know KJ Apa. Those names are known. The Taika Waititi. But what they don't know is that there's women in the background. There are women that are doing the the, the in the dirt. They're doing the grind. They're not. They're not going to be names on billboards or anything like that. Right. But they're going to continue the culture. And I think that's also such a theme here is that like. You know, in the Regency world, Lady Danbury may kind of be known now to Bridgerton, but back then she wasn't really well known. And she mm. was championing her husband and doing the grind by going to those those teas. I mean, I can't imagine having to go to a tea with somebody that hates you and <sighs> literally having to hold your own. It was battle. Like mm-hmm. she literally was having battle over tea. But it was do that, like, because I would say that that's what kind of made um, Queen Augusta like even, or Princess um, Augusta even like her. Because she saw, her. oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. she, I'm sure she recognized what she was doing, and I almost, mm-hmm. I, w- I will say that this is another reason why I started like, like not liking, but appreciating that character was because there's something mm-hmm. she said. I'm gonna butcher what she said, but it was something about like I saw that I couldn't get my strength from th- through like marriage or through a man again, and that's why she mm-hmm. like made her son king because, and I feel like that line resonated with Lady Danbury. Like I can't marry someone oh, else yeah. again to get my own like. So it like it was like that mentoring relationship. She definitely saw that like Lady Danbury is the one lifting up her, the men in her life. She even brought her son to be um, um, good point to meet the to be I think that it, that because of that, it's just like she could see that the queen. The queen had to go through it too. And mm-hmm. I don't know the princess. Sorry, the princess, not the queen. The princess and her relationship was just. This is why it stood out to me because I feel like she almost like saw herself in it. I also thought it really interesting that the princess said that she was abused by the king at the time, and that mm-hmm. her son was also and Georgie was abused. So it really just showed mm-hmm. that she was also hurt by men the same way Lady Danbury was. Probably not the way Queen Charlotte was. So it was very much like she right. couldn't even recognize the abuse that this woman has also gone through. So yeah. And it's credit no, to just, Shonda Rhimes' writing, the way she's able to make all of these characters such three-dimensional that mm-hmm. you're not getting, they're not like either good or bad, there's a gray area in there. And, and yeah. Princess Augusta is a great example of that because like she's sort of made to be 
unlikable mother-in-law that, you know, literally treats her daughter-in-law like a, you know, like a way she's measuring her hips, her teeth, mm-hmm. her, her hands. That was really like... The brush against the... the yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The whole thing. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, even when she was, was pregnant, like, oh, this even like up until like mm-hmm. the whole time, like she's literally carrying the future heir and she's still treating her that way. Like you're not even the prince, the queen right. anymore. She's the queen and she still had the audacity. Yeah, like right. uh, I love the line. For some reason, just the way uh, India says, she has she happened to choke on a cube of meat? And I was like, <laughs> 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 India was I so it. cute. I was like, I would say that Arsenia was like commanding the screen, but um, India just was like a very adorable queen, Charlotte. I just thought like she seemed very young, punkish, yeah. very punkish. Yeah, like, exactly. when I got rebellious. Yeah, she 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 seemed like someone who was just like came from. Um, ability got married and was like all right be queen and she and she really embodied that so she's like oh well you also are in charge of like leading a people that like look exactly like you do it you know so she i thought she was very adorable and like how naive she was and then growing into her own so i think the whoever yeah. cast the younger versions of them oh, yeah. a raise. they they a nailed plus it plus. Plus. is always phenomenal yeah I right mean, all both there's three seasons now in a row like just yeah off the, so they knocked good. it out of park and i love the <laughs> that george's gift was the dog the deformed bunny yeah, and then yeah. the older and then the older queen charlotte has like 15 pomeranians yeah, like carried so around by footmen and oh i love that that she kept the dog not only did she grow to love the dog but then she had like a, an army of them mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was wonder, nice now that i think about it i wonder if it's like george's he gets he just like kind of like goes back to that time you know he's like oh i have to get her you know i have to get her a uh gesture. what do they call it gesture a gesture yeah, yeah. And i'm wondering if he's like and so like each thing is like him going back in time and like oh i gotta get the gesture mm-hmm. and getting another pomeranian oh i can see and- that that would be so oh my god it'd be such a cute easter yeah. thing oh i'm happy to do that in season three i hope they bring that back and like yeah um because- yeah because like, i feel like with his like dementia or like his mental illness, he's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, yeah, gesture. And like, it's just like, oh, Reverts it's mm-hmm. because, because in season one, I was like actually thinking about this because like the little psych nerd in me, uh, he brings up a daughter that they used to have in like season oh, one. Amazing. Yeah. So, and then oh, she's yeah. just like, and then her saying, no, wait, she's gone. is what kind of like, you know, um, sets off his episode. So I was just like, okay, so he has like these flashback episodes. So, um, but it's very unclear what he's suffering from. And it just could just be like stress, honestly. Like putting that much pressure on a kid um, can lead to any sort of delusion in a hallucination episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, and I, do, and I like, like that they didn't tackle it, they didn't say what yeah, it is. It, and they left it especially open enough to you can, be, like, you anyone to deal with. It could be like recognizable, Correct. you know? And it's unfair to diagnose a character, especially in that yeah. era, when you don't have a name for what he's suffering through. Exactly. So you can kind of make your own assu- assumptions. And it could be, like you said, it could have been, been a trauma response. Mm-hmm. It could have been just been something that sort of manifested itself because it wasn't treated for so long. But I do like that they kept it ambiguous on that end. Mm-hmm. But it was still difficult. They proposed a real challenge to this marriage that started off really cute. And you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a, a real cute thing after I meet cute. But like the struggles of this marriage are on full display. Yeah. Because um, even love is there. Yeah, because he even said to his doctor at one point, he's like, "I think I had." He's like, "I had like um, colic 
uh, which was like a stomach thing. And it became like, mm. oh, this my colic will ruin England or the ruin the greatest country. Yeah. Something else happened. Oh, my bad, my bad at math. That will ruin the country. So it's almost like I wasn't even look, thinking about it. I'm like, he, he, oh, interesting. Yeah. He just, like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, he probably, even like his whole like, address to parliament when he couldn't do it. I'm like, that's like a standard panic attack. Like him getting tremors, him not being able to read the words. Like that's mm-hmm. something that like anyone could identify. But like, because he's King George, it becomes like this, Big Big thing. And Mm -hmm. that just, like, that, like, um, snowballs into something bigger. So had he just been like, oh, it's okay if you can't do the speech, like, it's normal to be this way, rather than, no, you're going to be fine, you have to do it. I think that's what made it worse for him. So that's why I appreciated not getting a diagnosis, because I almost feel like maybe it's just I'm not handling it well almost. And that's why they, like... Mm. I think think now historians have diagnosed it. Oh, okay. The the Um, King George III? Yeah, like in it the real one. P, I think. Um, oh, oh, I'm curious now. George, third. Yeah, I'm sure, because I didn't know if it was like based in history. Yeah, Georgia the yeah. third and Charlie existed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I think I read that somewhere that he, they were uh, that they actually did like, put a name on his disease. Um, bipolar and. Porphyria. Porphyria. Oh, okay. No, that actually makes sense. Because it's like disease, porphyria yeah. um, is a like it's um it's like a vitamin deficiency based thing. So that makes sense for oh. someone back then. <laughs> you know, it would happen to anyone. So the diet that, yeah. that one doctor was talking mm-hmm. about would have been yeah, <laughs> like right on the neck. Yeah, right. Um it does make sense. It's just so sad because like one thing for him to be a man, to be in that time, and then to be like nobility, it's just like Mm-hmm. it wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. It couldn't exist. So for them yeah. to show it in a Regency drama and they do it so well, like they actually did it very mm-hmm. well. And mental health is always just one of those tricky things. Like how do you do it without being stigmatized? And the way Richard oh, right. goes, yeah. it's like they can't get deep until this series. So I thought it was very, it was dark. It was hard to watch, but it was very real and very authentic. I felt. It's, I think definitely they demonstrated the level of empathy for somebody that's mentally yeah. ill mm-hmm. and going through all this that I have not seen on a TV show done so well in a yeah. long time yes it was triggering i don't him getting burned and leached mm-hmm. and drowned essentially and closed into a dungeon that was that was pretty hard to yeah. watch I'm, I'm not gonna lie like um but the level of empathy that they allowed for this character to have was mm-hmm. again credit to shonda rhyme she she gets it like she can't mm-hmm. do wrong in my book yeah <laughs> I, love and I think this is why that whole confession of like say you don't love me hurt even more because like mm-hmm. you saw what he had been going through right before the confession yeah. like you saw him broken like and he had just was eating he had just come out of like the torture chamber and oh the actor deserves to emmy he completely embodied that role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i I'm so, a thousand percent agree yeah. Yeah. i'm so glad they had his point of view so glad it ch- completely changed like we keep repeating that, but that's so important. Mm-hmm. Like it changes the entire yeah. shift. It shifts the tone in a way that I was completely unexpected in the best way possible. It enhanced so. the story a hundred times more. Mm-hmm. And we got more Farmer George. Yeah. So. And more Farmer um, George. He's very cute. Yeah, he's he's, he's very, on that to look at. We're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, him, like he, I could, I could put on loop him bailing hay, like <laughs> so much. The like, soft like, masculine boy yeah. trope that yes. we see there is your resurgence of that, which I appreciate. There's, there's a moment where Charlotte is just staring at him in the window, and I'm like, "You are all of us. <laughs> we get it. She's oh, yeah. like literally up close against it. <laughs> I hate you, but I'm like, like I hate you. I hate when you speak, but my body wants you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
are there before we like wrap up soon sorry mm-hmm. are there any other things that we didn't bring up that you want to talk uh, about okay there's just i thought the uh, i thought one of the more like charged scenes again there's still a regency romance that we think we, we should talk about the romance with uh with um Ledger is that his name? Oh yeah, we, did, oh, yeah, we didn't get into it too much. Yeah, Ledger, we can talk yeah. about that. Yeah, when he uh, visits uh, um, uh, Lady Danbury for the first time, <gasps> I'm hat. not in. I'm not coming in. And the hat oh. and the whole thing. I'm... Yeah. Whoa, chemistry is chemistry in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very very charged, yeah. and it was like, especially after you watch her like in like 15 very uncomfortable sex scenes with her husband, like experience actual love and not maybe not love but like passion like for pleasure Mm -hmm. i was like go girl get it (laughs) please do (laughs) what a lifetime of being married to your yeah what do you think go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say like how i wonder i'm really hoping they like go deeper into that like Mm -hmm. in season three because like it, it was, they ended it too know. soon. They ended it way too ended, soon. But why did it end? Like did it was I, so did mean. I, did I blank out? Did they, I blank? I think like, I blanked out. They I just, can't remember. They had their they, they had their like birthday, that. and then the next moment he's introducing Violet, and it's over. And I'm like, it, okay, that's what I thought. Like one time, like no, <laughs> this is not fair. Can they at least go for walks? So like it was just not oh, too soon. They ended yeah. too soon. Well, because he was like he's oh. He's doing what some what great like good guys do. He's like your reputation. Um, yeah. This is like damn. I'm and a gentleman. Like, Calm down, Anthony. Yeah, like, you told me I'm a gentleman, Carl. It's like oh the Anthony Richardson vibes here. Yeah, and I'm just like disrespect a little bit. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just a, little <laughs> a little bit. And she was like bit. really like sad over it when she saw his daughter and the way it was signaling. That that was it. We had our moment. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. The the the, sh- the change in like tone of her uh, mood at the time. She's happy and waiting, and all of a sudden he's there and, with Violet, and I'm like, and her eyes just drop. I was like, "Oh." And the series no. is so cruel. They keep showing us in these scenes where they're both together, like they, yes, and they, they, they're yeah. staring longingly at each other. I'm like, "Don't do this. <laughs> Why Don't are you do doing this, this to us?" <laughs> they're cruel. But it's also them. like. Does the wife ever find out? Oh, that wife was like so. I, no, she was just too busy hating everyone to like. But it's also, and like my other thing too is just like I feel like they ended the conversation between Violet and Agatha, like you Violet right. Bridgerton mm-hmm. and Lady. Like in present day, they just sat down, and I'm just like, no, talk about yeah. this. You guys have been like y'all have been unpacking so many things in each episode, like. Are you guys going to continue this conversation? Is this a to be continued conversation in season three? I mean, I, so I can call oh, it Penelope. Yeah. So I, this is where it kind of got, like got to me because I'm just like, okay, so if Violet was as young as she was whenever Lady Danbury was who she was, I'm sure Lady Danbury wasn't old, much older than her, but like I'm sure with respect and rank, she is older. So maybe that's like just how they handle it. Like I know they're friends now with their like older age and they're both widowed, but maybe it's just still this like sign of like respect of like I won't breach any for- more. She has to say, like, this is as much as she could say. So I almost feel like they're done with the conversation. That's it. Which, it sucks. But, it, but I was like, oh, it's that's it. But, like, she, like, Violet, like, on purpose set out those hats. Yeah. When she invited her for the tea. Mm-hmm. That conversation, she invited her with a purpose. And you're right. They shut it down way too quickly. Yeah. Unless they're doing this in three. Yeah. Unless they're going to revisit this conversation season three. 
what was the point of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they did it on purpose. I made a point to do it. You're right. So I'm wondering if, if the whole theory about Marcus and Violet is true. Um, I'm wondering if Violet will be like, how did you approach my father? You know, like it's like such an awkward conversation to have. Like that is an awkward conversation. She's going to have to mentor her through this garden blossoming, right? Like Lady Danbury is going to have to mentor her through her garden blossoming. Mm -hmm. So she can't lean on the story of Adolphus. Are we going to meet somebody else? Maybe it's it's a confession moment. I don't know. They they could bond more whenever if that would try to set her up. Yeah. Well, well, she tells Kate like she has loved and she has lost, yeah. and then she mm-hmm. tells Violet that she has been loved, and so I'm just like, you didn't. There wasn't enough time for Ledger and her to really. I mean, I guess they could fall in love that quickly, but it is Regency drama. I'm sure that's what they were yeah. hinting at. Um, but let me, because uh, I cannot remember. Wasn't he a widower too? No, or am I miss? No, no, no. He, he, he was like, very much married in a lot to a woman that was alive who was terrible. She's the one that was like openly racist, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if, to be fair, if I was Violet, I'd be like, well, my mother sucked. It's okay. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of like what she's like. I think part of me is like, okay, I will accept them not continuing this conversation. You're right. Were, he was married. I'm sorry. If, yeah. Even if it is that she sees Agatha as her mother figure. Which I feel like she does because she's always like, yeah. Oh, she's always like, Lady Danbury has this and Lady Danbury has that, and they said that the Danburys have that, and like it's almost oh, as yeah. if like she's like a fanatic of the Danburys. Yeah, because <laughs> her but parents aren't in this the guy, picture at all anymore. So I don't think so. Mm. Mm-mm. I don't think so. But, but Unless then he's alive somehow. Oh my god, we don't know it. What if he's alive? He comes back in season three. I mean, could he be? I would love that for her. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna be with that one for a while. Yeah. I'm gonna be with that one for a while. Cause I'm you have to rewatch season one and season two to see if like he's passed yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's because, always just so focused on her late husband, which is cute and fine, but she's just so focused that she never brings up her parents. So maybe it's just her no. casually forgetting to bring up her parents that are so alive, that still live in town. But, <laughs> but this is a very interesting shift in this and changes the character relationship dynamic completely when uh, Violet is overwhelmed in that museum. And then she shares that moment with Lady Danbury, and it's no longer, you know, like I'm seeing you as a mother figure, I am seeing you as a woman. Appear. Older woman in need mm-hmm. of something, mm-hmm. and like, and then they start having those conversations, and then the whole thing. Oh, did you have a thing with my father? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just became a whole new thing, which I found very interesting. Yeah, they better do something with that yeah. in uh, three and four. I they no, have to because they, they planted it too. Because I remember I picked up on it whenever she's just like, "Oh, my dad used to do these little crowns," and when he was making that crowns, I was like, "Oh my god, they're planting seeds." So like, Bridgerton plants seeds like that. So. They have to. Yeah, I'm wondering, do you think... Oh, now I'm thinking about this. Ah, my brain is... (laughs) Working overtime right now. No, 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 no. Bring it together, bring it together. Please. So, like, uh, you know how Colin and Penelope are supposed to be, like, at odds with each other in season three? Mm -hmm. Like, they're not supposed to be talking. And Colin is going... It's supposed to be... um, uh, It's supposed to be... Oh God! Now it's working. Um, it's supposed to help Penelope find a suit, like find a husband. Suitor, yeah. And in the books, 
Violet Bridgerton does have a birthday. She has a birthday party and it's one of the balls that happens in the books. Oh. So, good okay. lord. So, what Keep if I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Yeah. What if these what if these crowns are used to also give yeah. a crown to Penelope from Colin <gasps> as it is a and then Lady Danbury notices it and is like, "Oh my gosh, this whole connection." And then they have to do that. They have to do that. The goosebumps I have I on know, my back right now. Like, I can't. I, I know. Can't. See, if they don't do that, I'm going to be so mad at them. Because it would be such a great passing down of like right. Ledger to Violet, Ledger to Danbury, and then Colin to Penelope. And it would be such an inside with. joke between them because like that's their thing. They pick up on things. <gasps> Yeah, especially Lady Danbury. Oh my gosh, I love that they have to do that. If they, whoever's writing season three, write that down right now. <laughs> We're giving Listen you ideas. To this. <laughs> Doing that <laughs> because that's that's like how I feel like he would breach not being able to talk to her again. Is that he'd tell this sweet story about like all of this, and then Penelope could then tell Lady Danbury, but Lady Danbury or. Bleh, <laughs> Danbury could talk about how she had a lover to Penelope mm-hmm. about getting a crown, and then Penelope would also find out. I don't know if oh. she would write a lady whistle down, but this could all, like, there's so much potential somehow. with this. I oh, they don't do this. Such a if they don't do this, we're gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is, this is too great. I was so disappointed when Adolphus wasn't with Lady Danbury. Like I was, because I was like wanting them to have like this hot, steamy. Like yeah, they kind of let that linger a little Me bit. Too. Yeah, Me they kind of let that linger because I was like. I felt like it would have been great because uh, Lady Danbury could speak on what it's like to fall for your your best friend's brother, which mm-hmm. will happen for Colin and Penelope. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're but something right. Arsema uh, said when we were talking, she said, you know, Lady Danbury has been with these older men her whole life. And mm-hmm. like, she's been surrounded by older men that maybe older men are kind of like her type. And so like, I was like, Oh, oh, that kind of makes sense. And like Adolphus is too young. It actually makes a lot of sense because Ledger was older. His mind is not, mm-hmm. Yeah, because his mind is not really in that forward thinking like Ledger's is. Like Ledger is kind of like giving this more forward thinking kind of thing mm-hmm. and is like accepting of these new ideas. Whereas like Adolphus is kind of like traditional order mm-hmm. and tradition. And yeah. so like. Lady Danbury kind of probably saw the cages of marriage again. Yeah, yeah. Also, and she was she was not going to be the footnote for the second time yeah, in her life. Like exactly, that was, exactly. She, and she, it, and when he the, said children, you could just see her fly flash before her eyes. Exactly. <laughs> I said it all. I'm just like, I feel you. I feel what you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, maybe an heir, and then he's like, maybe two or three. I'm like, so you just want a broodmare? Exactly. She's so like, no, mm-hmm. no we're, we're not doing this. With Ledger, it was more like an actual moment of like passion that's not tied into tradition, I would say, mm-hmm. right? No, you're no, right. It was love. It was, it was actually right. getting to know someone based off who they were. They, they went on walks together, which in our culture is like the most romantic thing you can do is go for a walk with someone. So, yep. yeah, like they went on a walk. And I'm just like, when they started walking together, I'm like, they're going to fall in love. There's no way they're oh, yeah. not going to follow up by walking together. Who walks together these days? Yes. So, yeah, they just actually got to know each other, found companionship each other with um, Adolphus, which just makes sense for someone his age who's a, like a prince or a king. That, yeah, he's literally right, just yeah. looking for an heir, like, you know, like his little... That's it. Like the person to help him rule, essentially. I, I wonder, had he approached his courting? Oh, is that what they call it usually when you're yeah. like... If you approach the courting of, uh, of um, Lady Danbury in a more non-traditional way rather than oh let's 
titles, heirs, children, security, maybe like more romance, more passion, because that's what she was craving mm-hmm. at the end of the day, especially being married to who she was married to. And that's what Ledger gave her some a moment of passion that she was craving. But then the other one, younger, way better looking, cute chemistry going on. And then, you, then he goes like, well, money and titles yeah. and she, heirs. And she's like, oh, wait a minute. But she was so <laughs> this smart is not asking, it. what will our life look like? Because like she was, yes. that being smart, being like, so give good. me answers. It's going to tell me oh, everything. You're right. And the fact that he went straight into like, this is the duties that I need you to do, just says it all, right? If you ask someone, what do you, oh. what do you imagine our life to be? And he just tells you, these are the acts of service I expect from you. You're going to be like, yeah, nobody. Oh. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> and after watching Charlotte sort of go through that yeah. process, essentially being married off, forced marriage, so she can essentially pop airs. Mm-hmm. That was literally her call in life that, that she didn't ask for. And she watches her friend do that. Then her brother is like throwing all these conditions, I would say. He's like, no, this is like 2.0 of what I, I already had. Yeah. You just happen well, to be like more age appropriate yeah. and way better and she, looking. And she brings like, it back yeah. into like kind of like what Violet said too. Like this is all I've ever known. Like literally three years old <laughs> was groomed to be a wife. Yeah. Like, you're um, right. And she's right. like that three-year-old and, line, you're right. Yeah. And her state, I really love that she's like, I have so many problems. You would be the answer. Like her safe answer is to get married again. Like yes. honestly, if I was conditioned to be someone's wife since I was three and I was like single, I'd be like, yeah, let me get married again because it's like all I know. It's, too, it. it's too scary to do something new. So the fact that she championed was just like, you know what? I'm going to do the hard thing. I'm going to figure this out on my own. It's just like oh, such a, uh, Lady Dammer is amazing. She's such a well-written <laughs> champion for women and women of color character that we have these days. And it translates with Kate Sharma in season two because yeah. she's the one that chose like, I'm not going to get married, no kids. I'm going to go be a governess, be a teacher, whatever I got to do. Yeah. Like I am not subscribed to this married life that I need a husband to exist. I mean, she happens to fall in love with Anthony, but that's mm-hmm. a whole different thing. But like two of them play off each other in that yeah, way. they do. They like have that back and forth, and they make sense of why they gravitate it towards each other. Makes sense now when you. Mm-hmm. Oh well, my and, god! And, yeah. It then will also lead into season three too, like with Penelope. You know, she's already started her own life. Like yeah, she makes her so own she's, money. Yeah, she's a money maker, which is I, huge for them. Businesswoman, yeah. 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 business she's like so, a teenager yeah, I mean, business, like a um, small shop, but like, business owner. <laughs> Yeah. She makes real money, mm-hmm. like real money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm excited for it all. And I think oh, it's just all these women, they're just so good. Yeah. Like, I just love, so, like, women. I know. Yeah. Like, women, women, women be womening. Women. Like, yeah, women be women. Women, <laughs> women, I swear. This, this series was just, like, when women, women, period. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one line I'm, that I want to hear. Yeah, just that, read, like, you read I, off your notes. <laughs> It's fine. Oh. <laughs> We're here for it. One line that I, that um one that I always that like I really love is well, there's actually I'm gonna do two real quick. <laughs> yes. One of them <laughs> is the walls. So walls actually now that I think about it, it's the walls just walls in general, right? Like I feel like the theme for this is like walls oh, because yeah. you had mm-hmm. you had um no, you had ta- you had Lady Danbury ta- telling the queen your walls are too high, mm-hmm. and then oh, the yeah. queen yeah. at the end yeah. saying my walls are high. So that I can protect everyone that is around, that is in our kingdom, mm-hmm. and I was like, I love how that that came together. And then at the end of episode one, oh my Queen gosh. Charlotte <laughs> says, "I should have gone over the wall." I know. And then at the end of season of episode six, they end it with, 
you didn't go over the wall? No, George, <gasps> oh, I didn't go over the wall. You guys are crying again. Don't. Like, oh I, know, it's, it's I am on the verge. I literally have on the just because of how, like, walls are used. And I think, too, if you think about it in, in the times of, like, America, like, the what we've dealt with the past few years about this mm-hmm. stupid wall that... Mm-hmm. Tr- I'm sorry if your audience is like... But, um, <laughs> it's okay. But, no, I picked you guys for a reason. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, like, the, the fact that Shonda takes this, like, this symbol that has been such a hateful symbol in our society and has made it into something that is just, you know, a protection for love and for, you know, diversity and has made it into the show that Mm -hmm. is so, it's just incredible to me because not only do we start with it, but we ended with it. And it's also starting with it with the women and then ending it with the women being like, my wall is here to protect you. Yeah. Also they, um, he brings up, I fell in love with you when I met you on the wall, whenever he's having that confession. So (gasps) yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And so it's just like this whole, like you could literally sum up this being a wall. It's a wall. (laughs) Yeah. It's a wall. Oh my, gosh. oh my god. Yeah, I'm pre-ordering that book right yeah, now. I want to read that series immediately. <laughs> I can't. Oh. I was gonna anyway. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited to read a new Bridgerton story, but I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like a whole new level of me wanting just, to read this. Yeah. The, the layers that are in this series mm-hmm. are so good. This, this one was like a lot. Like it's always been fun, but this one got deeper and got real and they really made sure it went full circle. Um, I also want to point out real quick because we forgot to that this was their first queer couple too, like openly queer couple. Probably and I was like, finally we get to see romance. it. Like it, when they started, I'm just like, oh, they're gonna be a fling. But their rope, because like I said, their romance made me ugly cry at the end. And like their like the love, their like moments together, them dancing together when everyone else was dancing, yeah. not fair. Oh, so I genuinely thought, and I was gonna be like Shonda, I'm in your walls. <laughs> when when the older Brimsley was dancing, he's gonna flash back to Reynolds, like maybe dying. I thought Reynolds was gonna come in. I, I, when that man walked, I'm like, it's Reynolds. It, was it wasn't Reynolds. I was so mad. I screamed. <laughs> So that's on purpose. He's very cute, by the way. Tall and blonde like that. I'm not even the blonde dudes, but he was really cute. And their romance like was so organic and the chemistry Mm -hmm. and they had actual love scenes and tender moments and they argued. Tender moments. They They were the best. The hand thing from like uh, Daphne and Mm -hmm. um every season has a the, the yeah, they, like they do the thing with the hands. They always do the pale hands. Oh. Anthony did it. Uh, Simon and Daphne did it mm-hmm. by the painting, and now they, she did, they dedicated love, yeah. the hair the queer couple yeah and like we this goes back to where we said we're going in circles now but like their relationship with george and queen like separately and then together just shows like they were in healthy relationships like they literally just weren't there to have like a queer romance and like mocha they actually were developed characters they had other relationships they cared about the people and then they like their love grew which just makes it worse that they didn't spend because they that was that line like um spending a lifetime together i'm just like why did they take that away because we watched them build a life together uh, we got shit. I, yeah, no, and I, I really, I really love um, that, like, the way they, like, change their, like, tone of voice to be tender, you know, not yes. just, like, because, like, when he goes, if you found yourself another rider, and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> That's a saucy moment. He's like, why in the cellar? Who are you with? What are you doing here? And, then, yeah. so and he was like, I'm just 
downstairs. Like when he was like, I'm just downstairs. And then he goes, I'm just downstairs. I was like, oh. I was like, even I got chills by him saying I'm just downstairs. (laughs) I love how insinuating he was. He's like, why are you here? Who are you with? Like, I need to know now. (laughs) Tell me now. I'm not going to be playing. (laughs) Your same station. I was like, damn. Oh my God. What if you left him, Reynolds, and he's with somebody else? No. (laughs) And then he sees him in season three. Well, I don't think. Well, I, I think I feel like no, just because Cusack has said we don't know what happened with him in season three. Yeah, uh, and I feel like his point. relationship with George was just so deep. Like he almost was his protector too, just like Charlotte was. So like I yeah. don't see him leaving, especially if he got worse with time. So yeah, I'm just like wondering. I'm, I'm curious if how they're going to bring it back. Me. They have to answer that question. They left it way too open. They have to. They, they, they have to tell us something. What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my God. When is the season three? Mm-hmm. Holy, holy moly! I need it now. <laughs> they, they definitely will mention it because even Queen, like Queen Charlotte, in present day timeline, asked Brimsley, like, "Where didn't you ever get married? Didn't you ever find someone?" And he almost mm-hmm. choked up. He's like, "I'm with here, like, cause I like we serve the king. We love the king." And he choked up, and I was just like, "Oh, you know something?" So I thought it meant that Reynolds passed away because, like, who else would cry like that? You know, like, oh. But when, but like, 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 like dancing. Could it be that, like, they were so dedicated to their stations mm-hmm. that, like, they weren't given the opportunity to have the full... Because, like, like, you know, like, Downton Abbey, like, the downstairs, they're not really able to have their lives because they're dedicated to the upstairs. Mm-hmm. Upstairs. Yeah, so true. I feel like Brimsley, as, like, you know, King George got older, maybe Reynolds... It, maybe it got to be too much for him. Yeah, I don't maybe. feel like it would get too much for him, though. I think King George like started to separate more from even Charlotte as they got older. Yeah, 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 he got he worse, does, he does. so maybe. Oh, that'd be so Maybe he was dismissed. Yeah. Oh, what would cause a dismissal? Like, that's pretty serious. Yeah. yeah. Especially when he was a loyal he, servant to the king, is pretty much throughout all of his trials, and he saw him at his most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He broke into that dungeon to actually rescue he him. He saved his life, really. So, like, mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. Because he led Charlotte in the mm-hmm. in queue to go into the dungeon and pull uh, George out of the, his torture chamber. Yeah. Oh my god, justice for Reynolds. They if he got fired. He's so not fair. He dedicated his life right, for right. Dun- oh. I really hope we get answers. We have to because I was just so distraught. Okay. I was so and I I couldn't look anything up because the book's not out. So I was just like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm really unhappy right now. Seven no. days. I better see. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm reading the book just to find out. Um, and we we gotta like like chat about yeah, the book when sure. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> do tabs and all that because I am gonna be like watching the rewatching the season, highlighting all the doing your homework. Oh, like what you did, Angie. Like, no I'm so impressed. <laughs> like with the homework no, you've done in the three yeah. rewatches. I'm so like, yeah, yeah, so glad you're here so I could pick your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this has been fantastic. I know. Oh. Thank you guys for joining. This has been so much fun. We could literally do this for another hour, but like we're already here. We literally could. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, where can we find you guys? Whoever wants to go first. Go Judging. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at uh, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Think that's everything uh at ainsley underscore broom it's just my name so, um you can find me on tiktok instagram and twitter under lady dragon jj so anything nerdy and pop culture related that's what i talk about so 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having us, um, being here. I'm just going to do a quick uh, outro. <laughs> this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple Geek Podcast. We want to thank everyone who tuned, tuned in today, especially our guests for being with us today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows, why don't you head over to templegeek.com where you can find all sorts of content that pertain to the world of geek. Thanks, guys. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.